How to 10x your move-in deposits on investment properties is the topic for today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 33. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And we welcome you guys to us today. If you're If you're watching the video podcast, you may say, wait... I recognize that guest. I think I've seen him before, and you would be correct. We're going to dive into that in just a second. First, though, we want to remind you guys we've got our seven-day quick start boot camp. ChampionHustle.com is the place to go. Throw in your email, and you'll get seven full days of incredible business training absolutely free, our gift from us to you. So go check it out, ChampionHustle.com, and, uh, well, make 2021 your best year ever. Absolutely. What do we got today? Oh, man. So I'm like a kid on Christmas morning. So I've been looking forward to this episode since the last time we talked to our guest. And uh, he didn't give me many details. So I get to find out along with you guys what his new strategy is and how he is able to 10x his move-in deposits with his investment properties and really explode his real estate business. So today's one of our real estate episodes. We're gonna get really deep into this. A few weeks back, we had Dane Clark on with us discussing conversations for raising private capital. In fact, he has even raised over $21 million and put it to work from raising private capital. Um, He's been an investor. He kind of got started five years ago. It took him his first two to two and a half years to kind of get his first properties, first five properties under his belt. But now his last five properties was done in under 30 days. And so success loves speed. He's just growing and killing it. He's in done over a hundred real estate deals now. And what he's gonna break down for you today is gonna to blow your mind. So welcome out, Dane. Hey guys, so excited to be back on, on the show today or the podcast today. Uh, super excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to have well, you, man. We're, Thanks for we're coming excited back. to have you. So it's it's excitement time because this, I, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what we got to talk about today. Yeah, so, so what is it? Can you kind of intro, Dane? What is it that, you know, there's, what, what is the strategy exactly that you're, you're going to be talking about today? The strategy that you've developed for, for 10xing your move-in deposits on investment properties? You want me to? You want me to share this? Yeah. Spill okay, the cool. beans. Spill the beans. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure if you I wanted to intro me or. <laughs> but yeah. So, so so today. Go ahead, Levi. We're we're just talking over each other. Let's let's build some more anticipation of this. Okay. So before you jump into what we're talking about today, let's talk about how you got started and how you kind of focused in on this one strategy because there's there's a, a whole spectrum of real estate investing, right? So can you jump into that a little bit and kind of how you got to this point? Yes, absolutely. And and so let me just take a, a just a minute and talk about that spectrum. I, I feel like any individual that, that is interested in or in the real estate investing industry, uh, there, there's this pendulum that swings that swings two different ways. On the one side, You've got people that literally, they want to invest in real estate. Maybe they've got, I don't know, $100,000 or more, and they just want to twiddle their thumbs 
and have deals presented to them. They want to be super passive. Basically, they want to be a bank. They just want to lend their money. They don't want to see the properties. They don't want to walk through the properties. They don't want to call contractors. They don't want to analyze it. They just want to twiddle thumbs and have deals presented to them. On the other side of the spectrum are the people who are like, dude, we're going to move into this sucker. We're going to we're gonna buy this thing. We're going to move in. You know, I, I just helped a guy do this literally a month or two ago where he's telling me this. He's like, yeah, we're going to move into this property. We're going to gut the thing while we live there. We're going to uh, we're going to fix the kitchen, the bathroom. We're doing the whole thing while we live there. I thought that this guy was a uh, was a bachelor. I thought he was just a single guy. I was, you know, of course, of course, you would want to do that. But then he he shows me he's married. I was like, oh, cool. How's your what does your wife think about this? He's like, oh, I actually have three kids. And I was like, you're kidding me. You're gonna move into this house. You're gonna move your three children and your wife into a construction zone, fix this house up. But he, you know, to each his own. That is what I call the far end of the spectrum <laughs> of active real estate investing, right? Actively, you know, getting your hands dirty, literally, uh, moving the family in. Anyway, so so with that spectrum, I I've noticed, you know, everything in between. I, in my opinion, the rental property that everybody all you know everybody knows what a rental property is. The rental property with a property manager involved is smack dab in the middle. In my opinion, it's not the ultimate passive, but in the same note, it's not. It's not the ultimate active. So smack dab in the middle is, is uh, where I would say the rental property with the property management. Today, what I wanted to share is how I've taken being the bank, ultimate passive, twiddling thumbs, and the rental, and kind of married the two, if you will. So we're still on this toward the passive, um, but, but again, not a rental property. And so, so you know, Levi said 10xing your move-in deposit. So basically, when I buy, we're going to share some actual deals today. When I buy a house, I actually buy it the same way that you would buy an investment property. It's what I do after that makes all the difference. And so, um, do you want me to just dive right in and, and maybe share a couple of stories in this, or do you guys have any specific questions or, or things that you want me to cover uh, as, as we go through this? Well, so as you're looking at this strategy, you talk about the, the rental being smack dab in the middle and then you want to move over more towards the passive side of it. What are some of the headaches and challenges that you get rid of by doing this? Oh, man. So, I mean, first of all, we talk about the move-in deposit. Uh, in fact, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. One of those things, if you try to merge the two of being the bank, like if, if, you, if you become the bank, you don't have to deal with maintenance. You don't have to deal with upkeep. You don't have to deal with fix it that, fix it this. You don't have to deal with um, taxes. You don't have to deal with you know property taxes. You don't have to deal with the insurance. You don't have to deal with, with you know, a lot of moving parts essentially. And that, that's even why I put rentals in the middle because it's, it's, it's not passive. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to rental properties. Even with the property manager involved, there's, you're still running a business. You still have a profit and loss statement. But, but when you start moving towards the bank side, you, don't, you, you give a lot of those things away where you don't have to deal with them. Now, you do also give away other things. For example, if, if you are trying to be a bank, banks don't benefit with, uh, on appreciation. Banks don't benefit on an, on an appreciating market. And, and vice versa, banks don't, don't benefit from depreciation. For some people, when they're in, when they're in landlord land, 
that's one sometimes people only buy rental properties so that they lose money on paper because they want to lower their taxes they want to bank on appreciation they want to bank on massive depreciation i mean i know some people that will literally buy an investment property as a rental so that they lower their tax bill and and I mean, we could get into cost segregation all that kind of stuff but again today we're going to go toward and, and swing this pendulum a little bit toward the more towards passive and being the bank on the same property that you would have bought as a rental essentially so uh we ready to go ahead and just dive right in let, let me share with you some, yeah, <laughs> an example yeah, if you it. will yeah absolutely so so let me give you an example um and and i want to go through um uh, you know again because the, the scenario you'll notice that it is literally as if i had bought a rental property it's what i do afterwards however i do prefer to find the person the tenant first so almost reverse engineering as a as a landlord you want to go find a property at a big discount not always but in my opinion that's the best way to do it go find a property at a, at a massive discount because then you're 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 better than the average you know what the market supports in your area better cash flow but just better everything if you can buy that property at a major discount um on on the the other side it's not about finding the property it doesn't have to be i should say it doesn't have to be about finding the property it's about finding the person so so let me give you a quick story about this one just happened two weeks ago uh, i met a gal her name is renee and and as i was chatting with renee i actually met her last year july and and we were talking real estate and and you know she's asking me what i do and lo and behold she's not really that's not really her thing and so it was like hey you know nice to meet you renee whatever she calls me three months later after we had met and chatted and again sharing what we do and she's like dang remember that thing you were telling me about real estate investing and, and how you know you've helped people in, in unique situations well i think based on what you said you might be able to help me and she says so i'm a business owner i i you know generate income through my business and that's how i pay my bills and I write, you know, any any business owner knows exactly what I'm talking about here. I write everything off. <laughs> I write it all off and I pay zero dollars in taxes. But I want to buy a house. And I went and talked to the bank the other day and they, you know, for lack of a better term, flipped me the bird and, and said, I'm really sorry, but you can't get a loan. And she's like, but I got $60,000 that I can put down on, on my new home. And the bank still said, sorry according to your tax uh according to your taxes for the last two years you made like ten thousand dollars a year <laughs> right and so you're not you're not qualifying on a, you know, for a home if you only make a thousand bucks a month anyway so then then you know as we're as we're chatting and she's sharing these 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 things with me I'm, I'm, my wheels are turning and i'm just like well renee i got an idea how about if you have sixty thousand dollars uh, in fact, here, let me, let me, let me side, you know, sidebar here for just a minute. Typically, if I like flip a house, for example, I want to be in that house after all expenses paid at least 10 to 15% below what I can sell it for, right? All expenses paid. Cause then I'm going to pay realtors. I'm going to pay closing fees and I can make about 10%. You know, I, I don't flip houses to, to get paid like a realtor does. I, I, I want to make a lot more than a realtor does because it's take on more risk. When I do the math on this house, if I buy a home, and she, her price range is in the 300s, she said, oh, somewhere between 300 and 350. 
So I'm doing the math. All right, you know, let's just smack dab that 325 in the middle, 325,000. If she puts 60,000 down, I'm in this house better than had I, you know, basically my criteria in flipping the home that would constitute a home run deal. <laughs> I have more equity in this house than if I had flipped the house based on my criteria. <laughs> and so when she shares these numbers with me, I'm just like, okay, you know, 300 to 350, 60,000 down. I'm just like, cool. Well, I don't really care what the house looks like because again, I found the person. And so I, I basically dubbed Renee. I said, Renee, she, this is down in St. George, Utah. I say, Renee, you point at any house you want. I will buy that house and I will sell it to you on the same day. And when I do that, or when you buy it from me, you know, you will use your 60,000 when you buy it from me. Um, I will, you know, I'll give you a rate. You know, I, I will sell or finance it to you basically. Cause I, I'm not in the business of giving loans to people. I'm, I, I'm in the business of buying homes and then I will become a seller financier essentially and mm -hmm. seller finance that house to Renee. So I bought it and literally on the same day, she bought it from me or technically the attorney likes it to be one day apart. So, but you know, we still went in and you know, things happen. And then one day apart, she purchases the home for me on seller financing 60,000 down. And, and so here's, here's another thing I love about this. You know, if I, you know, back to the pendulum, right smack dab in the middle renter, Typically, if you're doing, if you're getting discounted properties, you buy something that needs some fix up, you fix it up and then you go find the tenant or maybe you refinance it and then go find the tenant. And so you've got months, months where you're not collecting any cash flow. You're not making any money on this deal. If, if you notice this already, I bought the house and on day one, the tenant moved in or day two, the tenant moved in. She owes me her first payment. Well, let's see in four days because we just bought this a few weeks ago. And so bought the house, the tenant already moves in. She gave me $60,000 to move in. Let's even compare and contrast that between the ten, you know, smack dab in the middle of the tenant and, and over here. If I'm a landlord, bought the same house and, and found my first tenant, they would have given me, I don't know, 1500 bucks, maybe $2,000, $2,000 in, in a move-in deposit. Renee gave me 60 grand. <laughs> and, so, and so all... <laughs> All these so, things that I prefer. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Levi. <laughs> so, so I don't math good, but uh, what does that equate to being in terms of a a, a number multiplier of the move-in deposit on that? This is actually an easy. So we say two thousand, sixty thousand. That's not just ten x. That's thirty x. What is that? Thirty x. Not just ten. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't do math <laughs> in my head. I'd have to calculate that. But yeah, thirty x. That's why we have spreadsheets, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was so funny. As a kid, all all my school teachers used to tell me, "You need to learn math because you will never carry a calculator in your pocket." <laughs> well, we sure the heck showed them, right? But <laughs> we, we don't just carry um, calculators; we carry Excel in our pockets. We, exactly. <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so, 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 I, yeah. We look at that. Like, if, if I was a landlord they would give me, let's say $2,000 in a move-in deposit. They'd pay me, you know, and let's use this example. Her payment to me is $2,066 a month. And so, you know, let, let's just try and compare this apples to apples. Let's say I bought it as a rental property. They gave me 1,500 bucks. They gave me $2,000 a month in, in you know, rent. And then if anything goes wrong with that house, they're gonna call me and say, Dane, fix it. If anything goes wrong with their life, 
job change, job loss, you know, anything medical, they're going to say, ah, crap, sorry, Dane, I'm out of here, clean up after me. And I'll keep my deposit, I don't care. On the on the flip side, if anything goes wrong with this house, she's not going to call me and say, Dane, fix the water heater. If she does, I'm going to say, sorry, you own the house. You bought it, you are buying it. I'm your bank, yeah. essentially. I am. I shouldn't say bank because there's a le- there's actually a bunch of legal stuff about this. But I am. I am your seller financier. You own the house, so so you fix the water heater. Uh, also, if she's oh Dan, I lost my job, or oh I I'm, I got to move, and I say you know you do whatever you want. You can either just walk away, and I'll keep your sixty thousand, or you have to sell the house because you own it. It's her house. She has to sell the house now to get her sixty thousand back. Uh, cause if she walks away, I'm keeping that <laughs> I, it's her house. And so anywho, um, and, and when I run the numbers too, like, yeah, I'm giving away appreciation. Yeah. I'm giving away depreciation, but to me to give away those two things, I actually boost the cash flow a little bit because of repairs and maintenance. And now she pays the taxes. She pays the insurance. Um, she pay, she pays even the HOA. And, and so to me, it's, it's a hundred percent linear. You look at any house, any house I'm charging her, you know, six, 7% interest, my mortgage on it, you know, investment mortgage, uh, 3%, three and a quarter percent, something like that. And so it's, it's crazy. You do this on any house. Now, of course you could go and buy houses over market value. Don't do that. That's stupid. Uh, but, but, but at the end of the day, I could point at any house and the model works. doesn't matter because at the, when she has that kind of skin in the game all day, Renee, you pick any house you want, I will buy it and I will turn around and sell it to you. One <laughs> thing that financing. I, Go ahead. <laughs> one thing I really like about that is, I mean, obviously it's, it's a fairly, if you look at the spectrum of deals that are more risky versus more secure, mm-hmm. I would say that it's definitely more on the more secure side. Your level of risk of involvement is relatively very low. Also, the other thing is, is um, you're really helping the the buyer uh, uh, create a solution to a challenge, right? She mm-hmm. has her business, working hard, loves what she does, wants to buy a house, and can't because the banks are very stringent when it comes to being self-employed or running a small business. So I think it's really cool. You're creating you know great investment opportunity for yourself, but also really being a, you know an answer to prayers. For, for whoever mm-hmm. the buyer is of them saying, man, finally I can get into a house. So it's cool how you're really creating a win for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she even actually, one, one of the questions that she had for me, like, you know, and, and making sure that she understood how this worked, she goes, she says, so, so you're telling me, Dane, that ultimately the loan's in your name. I bought the house from you. And, and she, she shared the example with me. She's like, yeah, I bought a house 20 years ago and, and sold it, you know, 15, 20 years later. And I sold it for like $150,000, $200,000 more down in St. George than I bought it for. And so she's like, Dane, so you're telling me that if I buy this house from you five, 10 years down the road, let's say it's worth 400, 450, 500, I don't care, that I get all the equity, you know, I, I get all that added appreciation. I said, yeah, absolutely. Just pay me my interest. I'm, I'm just your seller financier. And so she's just like, dang, th- this is a, do you help a lot of people like this? Cause I know, <laughs> I know more people that might be interested in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause she's like, yeah, this is a great deal because, cause you know, like, like Ryan's saying, 
yeah, if you can go down to the bank and, and get a loan yourself, then yeah, go get your, I mean, I just, I saw some people, some people getting two and a half percent. I don't know. I talked to somebody yesterday, two and a quarter percent interest on, okay. on a, on a personal residence <laughs> the banks given out right now. Then yeah, if you can do that, go do that. But if you can't, you can still have the luxury of buying a home for yourself. Right. And, and there, and there's two points to this too. Cause yeah, there's people out there that need to buy uh, a home like that. But there's also people that are in this land of, you know, again, on the spectrum where, I mean, I know so many people that, that say, Oh, I want to invest in real estate. And then they try to go do it. I'm one of them. They try to go say, okay, let's start, let's start buying investment. You know, let's start, let's start buying rental properties. And then they just don't because they're oh man, like, ah, maintenance, fix it up, all this stuff. And so on the flip side, I'm getting a lot of people that are coming to me saying, Dane, um, can you help me find five <laughs> of these? I met a guy named Darren. Um, let's see, we sat down and, and met, I think it was a month ago. And I just shared with him what I was doing. He's like, Dane, can you help me get like six of those? <laughs> I, I want to be, be that guy that's helping those people just like you are, Dane. And so I said, sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'll show you what we're doing. And, and so, I mean, again, passive to active. There's, there's the investors and then the people that we're serving at the end of the day. And so if you know, some of those people that are in that boat where they're like, oh, I don't have enough money to be the bank and you know, fund a whole deal. I still want to invest, but I don't want to be a landlord. This is, this is definitely something that you're going to need to look into. <laughs> So <laughs> absolutely go ahead <laughs> to, to use your terminology. Um, you know, the, the, the banks gave this lady a, you know, happy California wave. Um, <laughs> sure. You just helped her give the banks back a happy California wave by becoming her seller financier. So yeah. you've, you've created this awesome exactly. service. And, and what I'm hearing is that you have just taken the traditional real estate investing model and flipped it on its head. Instead of finding the right house at the right discount to hopefully make some profit, you found the right type of buyer that needs the service that you offer, and then they get to pick the house. Doesn't yeah. matter yeah. what the house is. Apply it to any house. And any, house you know, any house that's for sale. Right. <laughs> When I say point at any house and I'll buy it, you know, it has to be for sale. <laughs> but yes. Ah, detail, minor detail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finding finding the buyer first. We've had a couple of deals where not we haven't done this strategy that you're sharing with us today, Dane, but there were other strategies where there was a unique situation where we had the buyer basically from the get-go or going into it. And it's awesome. <laughs> because that totally is a game changer. And so with this, I love it because you got the buyer first and it's it's a long term, you get the down payment plus the cash flow and um that's awesome. It really is. Absolutely. So, as you're looking at this, you see you know, we talk about 10x move uh 10x or more your move in deposit. Um what are the different ways that you get paid on a deal like this and how are you using it to make money? Mm -hmm. So a couple of ways. Uh, one, I mean, let, let's say I was a realtor, um, you know, which I'm not, but let's say I was, 
by by I've shared this with a handful of realtors in the last few months, and every single one of them has been able to answer this question where I say, Mr. or Mrs. Miss Realtor, does it ever happen where you have somebody that's, that says, hey, will you help me buy a house? And then obviously realtors are like, yes, of course I will. That's what I do as a realtor. I'm gonna help you buy a house. And so they say, all right, you know, how much money you got? You know, where, where's, our, where's our budget? What do we wanna buy? Cool, let's go get you pre-qualified. And the same thing happens to Renee or the same thing that happened to Renee they, the bank says, sorry, we can't, for whatever reason. I, I've helped people who don't even have social security numbers, for example. They're, they've got a green card or they got a visa and, and they wanna buy a house here. The bank's not gonna touch them. And so there, there's many people out there, even in today's market, that need this kind of service. And so I say, all right, realtor, when does that happen? How often does that happen? You have a buyer, they have a down payment, cannot get qualified. And, and every single realtor I have I asked that question to answers, oh, that happens all the time. And so was able to basically tell all these realtors, like, cool, next time that happens, you call me and I'll help that person. We'll, we will together, we will help that person. And so you will still get that commission. Mm-hmm. And so and so some people are like, cool, well, I'll just make this as a business model where I'll just find those people and I'll get paid to help them find the person who buys the house and get, you know, basically get a commission. Uh, to to help those people. Um, in in my case, I'm in this. I want cash flow, and so I'll be like, cool. I've I've got cash. I'm look. I'm I'm looking to buy stuff, and so I will be that person that actually buys the house, and I will get that monthly cash flow, and 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 that's it. That's what's in it for me. I even know some people. In fact, I've already had people. I've already had people. Uh, like for example, I've bought seven of these in just the last two and a half months, and I've had some people say like, hey, Dan, can I? Take one of those off off uh, off your hands. Can, you know, can I have one of those deals? And so, say I, I could basically turn into a wholesaler if I wanted to, where I, I set the whole deal up because at that point I can sell the note. I, I can sell the package, if you will, that already has the tenant, that already has the down payment, whole whole nine yards, where I can basically say, "Cool, well, here's my fee," and now the deal's yours, and and I'll take you know. At that point, it wouldn't be a realtor commission because I'm not a realtor. But you know, you could probably argue that it's like a wholesale fee, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so people could legitimately set these all up and wholesale them uh, if they wanted to. Uh, anyway, just just to answer your question: How could, you know multiple ways to get paid on this? The investor, the deal finder, the realtor, the the person finder. You know, the person with the down payment finder. Um, I uh, let's see. Am I? Uh, in fact, one example, let me give my dad exa- dad's example. If anybody has ever followed me or seen some of my story, um, long time ago, my dad got into something that I also got into that ended up being a huge Ponzi scheme. My father lost everything. He lost his, he, he, didn't, he didn't have to move out of the house, but he was debt free. He had to refinance his house. He lost 100% of his 401k. I mean, we're talking 750 some odd thousand dollars that my father lost. This is in 2014. I don't share this story very often. Needless to say, my dad is now 66 years old and has no 401k, has a mortgage on his home, and he's climbing out of this, this hole. And so one of the things that I vowed when I got into real estate five years ago, one of the things I vowed to do was to create a solution for my father to help him retire. And so what we decided, because again, my dad doesn't want to be a landlord. 
when I, when I first told him, oh, I'm getting into real estate investing, he's like, have fun with that, Dane. But when I shared this with him, you know, he said the same thing. He's like, well, Dane, could you help me go get six of these in my name? And so essentially, because he, he wants to be this guy, just twiddle his thumbs, I said, cool, here's what I'll do. I will go find the person, I'll go find the buyer, uh, you know, I'll go find the deal, I'll set everything up, I will buy the house, and ultimately I will pass that on to my father. And my dad's like, well, you don't, I don't really wanna run a business like this. So I said, cool, how about we do this? I will see to it that any cash that you outlay, you'll make a 20% return on your money. And then, and then I'll just, I'll just take whatever on top of that. Cause typically, I mean, it's been easy to find something that we could get a 30% cash on cash all day with these kind of numbers. And so I basically said, dad, I'll give you two thirds. I'll keep one third. I will do everything. You just total your thumbs, sign on the dotted line and, and you buy the house. And so my dad's like, well, sounds good to me. Well, let's do our first one. And so we've already, we've already started buying homes like this for my father. And, and it kind of hit me where I was like, well, if my dad is interested, is so interested in that kind of a model where he just twiddles his thumbs and says, yeah, I want to invest in real estate. I want to make 20% on my money. Uh, I was like, well, I guarantee other people would, would be in the same boat as my father. And so that's one other way that we've been, we've been adding this to, to create a solution where if people are like, Hey, I want to invest in real estate, but I want to have a little bit of this. And I, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to be the bank. Then we'll create that solution where I'll just present deals. I'll just present deals to you. And, and if you want to be the ultimate passive, then I'll just, I'll just say, Hey, two thirds your way, one third my way, I'll do everything. And, and create that solution. So, so, and, and again, you know, you ask the question, how, how does somebody make money with this? Some people could be that person. Some people could be me. Some people could be the realtor. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. There's so many ways. There's so many people that are making money in one single deal because there's, there's enough to go around in, in each and every transaction um, that, that you just, you just figure out where you want to fit around this particular strategy, if you will, money to be made abundantly money to be made absolutely it's such a so, unique, anyway such long a answer to strategy. your question it's a good answer to my yeah. question <laughs> yeah it really it really is i love real estate it's so versatile so and the thing is is i i, I like using the um, analogy of being a chef right when you have a anybody can go in a kitchen and try to make something but when you have somebody who really is a trained chef you give them the exact same ingredients, they can prepare just the most succulent meal that is incredible. Whereas somebody who doesn't know can have the same ingredients and it's kind of gross, right? <laughs> Whatever it is that they cook up. And, and so I think this is a great example of, right, when you've got the right knowledge, the right skill set, tool set, mindset, um, you know, the right contacts, connections and everything and, and some experience under your belt, man, you really can do some incredible things by reworking pre-existing strategies and really molding and combining them to create a new Frankenstein <laughs> strategy, right? You Frankenstein a new strategy that uh, can get some incredible, incredible results. So, I don't know. I think it's a little bit prettier than a Frankenstein, personally. <laughs> oh, like a, the Frankenstellar finance. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Frankenstein finance. Right Trade, anyway, trademark yes. pending. Yes, <laughs> TM. <laughs> Absolutely though, and 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 Brian nailed it. I mean, it's it's all about baking that cake or, or building that that recipe, 
every I have a I have a personal belief that every human has a superpower, and and it, once you figure that out, and and you you just, all you have to do is apply it to a strategy, right? And again, I, we're talking about the spectrum, right? That spectrum is broad. Don't be that person that's like, oh, I'll I'll do all the things. No, 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 no. Pick a lane and figure out where you fit in in that one thing, whether you have money or don't have money, whether you have the manpower or don't have the manpower, just pick where you fit in and do that one thing very, very well. That is how you'll build wealth. I didn't, when I first learned about this, I didn't think like, oh cool, let's do a deal or two. No, 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 the goal is a hundred. I will not touch any strategy unless I'm gonna do it a hundred times. Like, like Levi mentioned, we have, we have now flipped a hundred homes because I didn't set out to just flip a house. We built a strategy where we could get in on 100 fix and flip transactions, again, in our specific lane and do the same thing over and over and over and over. Basically copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. How fast can we do this? Nail it and <laughs> scale the it. Day. Right? Exactly. You What'd you bored, say? Find your next one. <laughs> Nail it. Na- yeah. That's it. Nail it and scale it. Love yeah, it. yeah. There's a book actually. It's a good book. It's a good read if you okay, read cool. it. Nail it then scale Sounds it. Like, yep. Yes. Exactly. Man, we're just we're just full of books on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did a recent theme. episode where we just kept throwing out books. Yeah, was, book titles it cracks me up. <laughs> All right, so we talked a lot about how you can help buyers, and and a lot of your customers are you know maybe they don't have a social security number, maybe they're a business owner and. De- can't show to the IRS on paper how much money they're actually making because they know act good tax strategies to be able to keep more of their hard-earned money in their business. But you kind of touched on how an investor gets started in this. So somebody who wants to start doing something like this, how do you recommend they get started? I, if, if I use my own example, uh, like I, I think I actually already mentioned uh, on this call, I mean, I, I took a season, maybe longer. I took, a, I took longer than a season of just learning. All I wanted to do was learn everything I possibly could about this strategy. When I first heard somebody that told me about this very thing, um, that's all I did. I interviewed a bunch of people. I met a bunch of people. I, I took some classes on, on stuff that were this stuff. Uh, in fact, one of the guys, um, uh, Tony Scotty, you guys know who Tony Scotty is. One of the guys that does stuff like this, I interviewed him. I took some of his classes. The, the dude has 90 of these. And I was just like, cool, that's what I'm going to do. I will copy and paste what you are doing. And I am doing, I know, I have to admit. And, and you know what, let me, this is a, a good time to bring this up actually. Every human is inherently creative. We all are. It, it is in our nature to create. And so essentially I was able to take what Mr. Tony Scotty taught me and create my own perspective on it. Cause what Tony does, he actually does do the find the house at a huge discount and then turn around and sell it on seller financing like this. And I was able to just say, you know what, I'm going to create a reverse engineer to this where I'll find the person with a huge down payment. I mean, for example, when I, when I interviewed with Tony Scotty, and I told him that I had somebody that gave me 60 grand down or, or one of the best ones I've done was $100,000 down on a $430,000 purchase. Tony was just like, 
dang. (laughs) Because again, in his model, it was to find a discounted home, fix it up and have equity in it. And then you sell it. And then to flip me again. So again, learn everything you can apply your own uh, natural human ability to create to that strategy. And, you know, again, sorry, long answer. Your question was, how did, how did I get started? I took a season of learning. And then when I felt like I, I was at at least a stage where I could do a few deals, I began. And I'm still in a, in a rapid learning stage. Every deal I do, I, I feel like I'm learning leaps and bounds. Same exact example like back when we were flipping. I knew I wanted to do 100 of them. I didn't do 100 deals exactly the same as the first one. I, I did one and I learned from my experience and I did one and I learned from my experience and did one until we, you know, until here we are today. And so, so again, took a season of learning. Second step was learning slash massive action all the way until we can literally build a system, you know, nail it and scale it, build a system where we just crank through and, and I've got other people that just push the buttons for me in creating this automated machine to pick up deals like this. So I would, I would recommend my own experience, take a season of learning, meet a lot of people, uh, do a deal when you've learned quite a bit about it and then scale, start doing a lot more. I like it. So what I heard in there is go learn it, meet, and build relationships, build relationships. and then you got to go do it because if you only do steps one and two, you're going to be a year from now still wishing that you could have done it and say, oh, this doesn't work for exactly. me. And, yeah. and that's a load of BS. Until yeah. you take you action, go, consistent action. And if you want to go even faster, say, you know what? I'm not greedy. Maybe I'll do my first deal with somebody and I'll figure out how to add value to that person where we just team up and do a deal together on our first one. That's what I did. The very first deal I did like this back in October, uh, I did it with somebody that had already done a handful of these and, and was able to take even that experience and say, cool, brought my learning to here, did a deal. And, and from everything I learned from that was like, Oh, I can do better than this <laughs> and was able to, to find better and, you know, build on that, build on that, build on that. And, and after doing that one deal, I mean, ever since then I've, I've just, I've done my own. So did one deal with somebody, the other six did it myself. Absolutely. And that's huge. Don't think that you have to go this alone, but also don't go in and, and be a beggar either. You're, you're not begging. You're looking, how can I add value to what's going on here? I call it the ask hole. (laughs) Do not be an asshole. With a K, ask, hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting on the uh, the closed captioning of this video. We'll see if oh, it yeah. comes out right. <laughs> Hopefully, it gets, it gets the cut. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. If not, I'll have to go in and manually edit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and and another thing I think is important to remember because you know the our as far as our demographic of folks who listen to the show is we got folks who are into real estate. We also have folks who you know just running small businesses in all different sectors. And you know one of the reasons why we are are so passionate about sharing real estate with you guys, the you know the listeners and the viewers, is that at some point 
if you're doing things right in your business, you're going to have an excess of capital. And some of that capital is going to be reinvested in your business to continue to scale that business. But at some point, you need to start looking at diversification and figuring out what are solid investment vehicles for you moving forward. Because whatever it is that you're doing, you're not going to be doing it forever. And you really want to you know, find, and this is a perfect example of real estate is so versatile, such a phenomenal investment opportunity um, you know, when done right. That something like this, where you know Dane talked about twiddling the thumbs, maybe you're in a position not that you're twiddling your thumbs, you're just so dang busy running your other business, but you say, you know what, I've got this cash, I'd like to be siphoning some of this cash out of my business and throwing it somewhere else, and you know if you can be getting a 20% cash on cash return on that, uh, <laughs> that's a little bit better than a savings account. <laughs> well, and, right? and a lot yeah. of this can, comes. Can I share into... a story actually? Oh yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. So, so literally the reason I was a few minutes late to this was cause I was at, I was at lunch with a realtor where, you know, so, so I, I, I personally don't drink, but when we went to this personal, this specific restaurant, they're like, well, you got a 20 minute wait or you can go sit at the bar. So I was like, yeah, let's go sit at the bar. Anyway, so we're sitting down at the bar and I'm, I'm having lunch with the realtor that I, you know, that I scheduled to have lunch with. And it was so perfect because like, there's a bunch of guys right around this corner and around this bar. And I have an hour long conversation with this guy, with this realtor. And we're, you know, I'm talking, I'm sharing what I'm doing and he's sharing what he's doing. And, and, we're, and we're both just like, man, I think we can be a lot more effective. The gentleman that was sitting right here, I, and it was funny, I, I kind of caught his eye a couple of times. He, he was listening to every word we were saying about this very strategy. And that gentleman, the, the other realtor had to leave. And I, I knew this was going to happen. So I, I laid back a little bit. That gentleman leaves, and you know, I'm paying the I'm paying the bill, whatever, you know, paying for my food, and the guy, which I figured he would, he's like, "What's your name?" <laughs> <laughs> and he shares. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Axiom Construction. Um, they they do ten million dollars a year in concrete. That's a lot of concrete. Wow. And he shares with me exactly what Ryan just said. I make a lot of money. I have no time. I, I thought that I wanted to get into real estate investing. I have three projects out in Ohio or something like that, and they are going so slow. I have been I've been in on these properties. We're not getting any cash flow yet. Um, I'm hoping that we get them done so I can start cash flowing. But again, this guy makes a lot of money, so he doesn't care that he's bleeding money out on these deals because in his mind he's like, oh, I'm investing, I'm investing, you know. And as I was sharing this strategy with this guy, he's listening in. He's like, Can I take you to lunch? <laughs> I know you just <laughs> ate, but but. <laughs> because like Ryan said, he's running his business. He's successful. He doesn't want to take his eye off of the business. And so he's willing to let his real estate investing bleed out until he's able to finally get it up and running and cash flowing. But with this strategy, he's like, dude, cash flow on day one? Why the heck not? And so there are literally some people like, you know, like, like you know, I just had to share because Ryan, Ryan, you, you, you lined it up. <laughs> I just teen it up. Literally happened an hour and a half ago. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's pretty incredible. And and just having simple conversations is leading you to find more people that are interested in this. And and a lot of this comes down to you have a couple of options when you decide, hey, I'm going to be an investor. You can say, you know what, I'm gonna learn the skills and I want to be involved, and that's not a bad thing. You are learning how to do something and you can actually build a system around that and eventually take your strategies and start hiring them out. 
or you can start from day one and just say, you know what, CEO mentality, I don't have time or I don't want to do this myself and find someone who can do it for you. Absolutely. On that spectrum, we all need each other. The active people need the passive people, the passive people need the active people. And we all play nice together and everybody makes money together. Yeah. And it's and it's happy day, whatever. But but at the end of the day, don't discriminate against the other ones because we need them. If I want to be passive, I need the active. If I want to be active, I need the passive. Absolutely. So for our listeners that didn't catch this, it was kind of inserted into a story. And I want to make sure they understand. You did a deal where you got a six-figure move-in deposit, a six-figure payday yes. on day two yes. of an investment. So, yes. so let's be clear. People out there have money. They have money to invest. They have money to purchase. Sometimes they just don't know what to do with it or don't have the resources or don't even know that you exist. Mm-hmm. So your job is to be loud and be proud and get your message out. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Dane, so much for joining us again and coming back and, man, opening up, I guess it's not Pandora's box, but <laughs> the box of secrets of what an incredible strategy. <laughs> so, so cool. Thank you for coming out. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. So for those of you who um, you can go back and listen to Dane's other episode on raising private capital, if you don't know how to do this or you don't have the capital capital to start, you got to start by raising the capital. But if you want to connect with Dane, head over to daneclark.com, D-A-I-N-E with an E, daneclark.com, and that'll take you to LinkedIn, correct? Where they can connect with you? Yep, it'll just take you straight to my LinkedIn. Message me on there. I, I try to check it at least once a day, maybe once every other day. But yeah, just shoot me a message there. I, I, I don't typically answer my phone these days or so from there, we can schedule a call, a meeting, if, if somebody wanted to sit down and, and talk about this. And, and when you do, you know, do, do me one favor. If you already know where you are on, on the spectrum, share that with me. Say, hey, I I'm, I'm, think I'm swinging passive. I got cash, I just want to twiddle my thumbs. Or I think I'm swinging active. I, I you know, either have cash and I wanna use it for my own deals or I, I don't have cash, I gotta figure out how to find those other people. I gotta learn how to do the other people, use the other people's money. Uh, so yeah, just do me that favor. Say, tell me where you are on that spectrum or where you feel like you want to be because some people learn, again, season of learning. And some people, are, oh, you know what? I think I want to be here or I think I want to be here, you know, whatever. Tell me where you think you want to be and we can schedule appropriately from there. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, at this point, we're past the 45-minute mark. Should we just take it to an hour? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can tell these episodes um, when we get really excited, we just we just keep going. And uh, this was definitely one of those. This strategy is amazing. We thank Dane for coming on here with us and sharing. And it was a little out of the norm. Normally, we don't have a guest on our real estate episodes, but this was too good not to share. Yeah. So we, we thank Dane for that. And next week we're going to be jumping into how to get consistent cash flow in the place where you least expect it in our guest episode. Yep. You will say, like something what? I'll be at. How on <laughs> earth are you getting that much cash flow from that investment? Don't want to miss it. <laughs> it's, 
You'll Sounds be like I will be there. It's a surprise. So, yeah. all right. With that, thanks for joining us, everybody, and we will see you next week. Cool. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. Take care, guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle Podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Oh, 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 oh